you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Today's guest on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski is Fabio Maccioni. Fabio is an internationally renowned improv actor and teacher. He's a member of Teatro Bu, Milan's foremost improv theater, where he teaches and performs. I met Fabio briefly in Chicago, then in Australia, where we performed and co-taught in Perth. Fabio is kind, caring, a great performer, and one of the nicest people you will ever meet. We spoke in the offices of Teatro Bu, and though English isn't Fabio's first language, this chat had tons of heart and connection. Enjoy. Seems to me, from what you just told me, um, that you had a good relationship with your family. Yeah. And they were very supportive of you doing whatever you wanted to do. Yes, always. I, um, I, I, I can say I'm lucky to have um, to, to had this family in my life. Uh, I lost my father six years ago, and uh, I still think at him, and I remember him as uh, my my idol. Mm. Why was he your idol? Because he's. He he was a, uh, it was good. It was uh, gentle. He was uh, calm. He was smiling. He was supportive with, with my mom for forty two years. He was um, patient. Uh, it was also it, it was he was even funny. Uh, do you have those? I do you have those qualities? I, I I've worked with you a few times. And I see all those qualities in you. Oh. Um, do, are, for me, I, I, look at, I look at the stuff that I... I look at what my parents handed down to me. Because my mom died um, a few, uh, about two months ago. And when a parent leaves like that, you suddenly sit back. Or when, they're, when, it's, when you have a lot of time, before, if, if they're sick... You go, what was it that they brought to me? What was it that they give, gave to me? My mom gave to me, um, the, there's a phrase, snark, snarky. Snarky is um, like sarcastic mm. and sharp. Mm. Uh, and we have that. Um, uh, and I, I own that. And I look at my mom and go, that's where that came from. Um, and that also has filtered into a lot of the improv that I do. Where and does this, did what your dad gave you filter into the work that you do, or the way that certainly the way that you looked at, at your life? Um, oh, um, uh, in uh, nineteen ninety eight, uh, my father had um, um, a cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was 20, 20, 20, oh my God, 26. Mm-hmm. And we start to be worried about him, about his life for the first time. And uh, I realized that those days, I realized that I, that I loved my father. Mm-hmm. I, never, I never thought, uh, I never had an, 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 an idea of me uh, uh, loving my father. When never, you were younger, you didn't have an idea of you loving your father. Um, you, you never wanted to admit it to yourself, or you no. it never was anything that you thought was going to happen. Just I never. Uh, 
thought, uh, wrote, or something about admitted. Ad yeah, but but not because I was hiding the love from uh, the love uh, uh, to my father, but because I never I never realized it, w it was like a, a moment of consciousness. I I love my father. I, I was I was crying because it was uh, on a surgery for the cancer in 1998 and I say why why am I crying and I just re realized that I'm I love my father because I love him I I I, lo I used to love him all, all of my 26 previous years he was a father he was he, he dedicates he dedicated all uh, his life to me my sister and my mom what did he do? What was, what was the use? What he did he do? Uh, he was uh, in a selling. Uh, um, uh, was like um, an agent of uh, selling, selling what? Selling uh, iron mm -hmm. and um, uh, uh, iron iron pieces. Okay, mm -hmm. iron uh, uh, pieces for uh, building uh, uh, trucks. Got it. So his uh, um, his enterprise was uh, building things to build. Uh, but he wasn't a he wasn't a builder. He was just a, he was he wasn't a builder. He was a salesperson. Yeah, got it. Salesperson was, but he didn't work with his hands. No, uh, he was uh, in contact with all the customers, mm -hmm. and, um, but not in a uh, cold call. Cold, but just uh, taking the car and visiting and uh, having good relationship with the customers. Did you ever go with him? Once. And I was happy to see that that customer were like in, enlightened when my father came. Mm. He came into the the the, 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 the Lobby? place, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they say, "Oh, Mr. Machoni, you are here." And I saw, "Hey, this a man uh, happy to uh, that my father showed up." Was oh that's lovely. No, that is lovely. <laughs> and it, yeah, and I think that so that must have been surprising to you because you probably never thought that that was you never thought about that. It wasn't that you didn't think that people didn't appreciate them, didn't appreciate them. You probably thought I I would be surprised. I would be surprised. Not that I think my dad is a mean man because my dad's a great guy. But I would be like oh that guy's happy to see my dad. Yeah, and I say hey my father is a person. It's not my father. He's also a person. Ah, that's interesting. He has a story. He has a, a life. <laughs> um, I think that this uh, willing to taking care of people, it was one of the heritage I I received. From how do you, how how does that manifest itself? How how did that the way that you you take care of people? So you learned how to take care of people from your dad. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So how does how 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 do you exercise that now in the way that you take care of people? I'm trying to listen. Okay, great. So you're talking. I mean, for me, what I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, the, in the work that we do, uh, improvisation, is I am in service to you. I am here to serve you. I am here to take care of you. I am here to find out what you need. I am here to find out what you need and then do what you want me to do. And that is the way that I take care of people. I also take care of people in other ways that have to, that have to do with that, 
But most of the time when I'm on stage with somebody, I look at them and go, what do they want? What do they want? What do they want? Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, this is the secret of improv and something so precious. Uh, it's so it's like a, it's like a, a golden, a golden uh, treasure in, for a pirate treasure. Mm -hmm. You open this treasure and you say, these kind of things. Um, taking care. Uh, that's improv, right? Uh, I try to uh, to be. Um, to be a witness of, of this, are we a mm -hmm. witness? Uh, it's something re revolutionary. Uh, when you say revolutionary, what, what do you mean? What does that mean? What do you mean? I think that uh, revolutionary could mean... In, in what you're talking about, in the way that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, that if everyone will discover this treasure, maybe we can be more happy. Right, this like more, more full of uh, happiness and love. Uh, so the the pain, the sorrow, the uh, the tragic things will be always at the door. But if we discover this secret, uh, we can the secret of uh, taking care of uh, looking after and trying to listen, trying to put myself in a in service. Right, uh, could be a secret for. For a happy, happy life. Uh, I I look at people you teach and I teach and I look at so many. Uh, I, I look at so many people and I think, I know exactly what your what your challenge is. I look at I, I watch an actor make some decisions. I, I watch an actor interact with another actor, and I look at that one actor and I think, oh, you are in so much pain. Your life is in so much pain, and all that I want to do right now is to to grab you by the hand and say it's okay. I can't say it's going to be okay, and I certainly can't say it was okay. But I can say right now, what we have is okay. You know, and to to grab somebody like that and go right now, you're okay. Do you know that that person's sitting in front of you? Yeah. Do you see the way that they're sitting in front of you? Yeah. How do you feel about the way they're sitting in front of you? Um, I guess it's fine. You guess it's fine? I'm going to give you permission to, to say what it is that you're really feeling right now. Because you know what? It's okay. You get to say that. And you know what? No one's going to be, no one's going to be mad at you. And no one's going to think that, that you're wrong. And if we can do that, if we can do that for, for one person for five minutes, they can't unexperience that once they experience it they can't unexperience it and they will walk away from that thinking I just had that experience and I've never had that experience before and I want that experience again but so many there's so much going on in the world that nobody very seldom do we have the opportunity to slow somebody down and go hey it's okay and for them to own it for them to own, for them to own that it's okay. Yeah. For them to know that it's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm not sure. It's it's going it's going deeper. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Deeper. It certainly does. It goes deeper. It does go deeper. I can't. And I want it. Yeah, I can't. I can't have it. Not go deeper. <laughs> I feel. I feel that 
the, the a huge thing about what we do, in, and I've really been thinking about all this a lot lately, is the concept of tabula rasa, and like, and I, I, I hope I'm saying it right. I hope I understand the concept, the idea that you are empty. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, You're empty, and what ends up happening is when something happens to you, then you start accumulating these things. Whatever, whatever it's going to be. I enter a scene, I stand two feet away from the door, or a meter away from the door. Um, you're sitting in the chair, you're just sitting in the chair. That's what's happening, that's what happened. And to look at that and to reduce it to its most elemental, elemental, mm-hmm. simple, simplest, mm-hmm. is to go, that's what's happening. So if you wanna worry about something right now, I guess you could, but let's just say this, that's all that's happening. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's very it's it's the challenge is to get somebody while they're in our classes to get them to just be. Just be aware of what they're physically doing in that moment. And that's that's the way that I roll. Is that that's the way you roll? Uh, is that the way you teach? I, I try to... I want to, I want to ask a different question. I'm going yes, to cut please. you off. Um, what's, what's the one thing you want to get across when you're teaching somebody? Okay. What do you mean get across? What's the one thing that when they leave, you want them to understand uh, okay. your core philosophy? In, a, in one class or in a, in a year class? For example, in one class, because for very often we only get to, to work with somebody for one class. I mean, for me, I get to work with somebody just for one class. Mm. Yeah, I got it. Um, um, everything is possible. I can do this. That's it. Um, I'm not saying that's it. I'm just saying that that's that that's like, it. Um, that everything anything is possible. It's it's a um, the things the thing I have in my mind right now is a, a mix of uh, everything is possible, and uh, I I don't have to judge myself. Mm. So this is the thing. It's like a, a sphere mm-hmm. with these uh, two uh, um, dynamics inside. It's like. Everything is possible, so improv is freedom because everything is possible, and I don't have to judge myself, so I'm free with I'm free with myself. So it's a, I th- oh maybe this is the sphere of freedom. So um, someone um, getting out of my class, I would like I would like to uh, I would like uh, that there will be freedom in his mind. Freedom like, to what? Yeah, free. Uh, uh, everything is possible. It's freedom, and freedom also as the opposite of slavery, the opposite of uh, being slave of uh, of all the things we live in in, in the world, like being slave of uh, the traffic jam, being slave of. Uh, the high status of my chief office, um, of uh, not to be slave, n- not to feel slave, 
just feel free. Isn't there also, and while you're saying that, I'm thinking of the other things that we become slaves to, which is events that happen in the past that affect who it is that we are of now. Of course. And I think that, that a lot of people don't see that as another form of them being um, enslaved or shackled, uh, you know, chained to the chained to the past or chained to their history. And granted, there are certain things that that, that might cause you um, what's it? What's PTSD? Uh, Post traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. where something comes up and you go, Gah. you know, there's there's a, there's in this universe there is a name, there's a, there's a name of somebody. And then whenever I hear that person's name, I just go, oh, oh, because I'm traumatized. Um, mm-hmm. But it's that it's 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 unchaining the shackles of the past. Yeah. And some of these are so ingrained, and I get it. Um, they're so ingrained. I heard this horrible story about a man whose wife was out of town, and he has two kids, and one of the kids fell out of the, the high chair and cracked her skull. And he's held on to this for so long, and I totally understand it. I totally understand it, but it has affected his life in that he's uncertain of everything now, and it and it's spilled over into other things other than family of you have to be careful or you can't do this or I'm worried to do that or oh my like that sort of stuff and to hold on to that I I had uh, had an experience uh, I had experienced something very interesting about this this year with one of my class there's a there's a lady in, in the class who was uh, who not uh, self-confident very low self-confidence and so was always shy and always afraid to <coughs> make uh, uh, terrible scenes terrible scenes. oh she was afraid of making mistakes making mistakes mm-hmm. or not to be uh, or to be judged by the other ones and to to make sh- <laughs> to make a, a, a bad bad uh, improv scene and and we we practiced a lot and I I I try to be um, open, patient, and because I realized that it was uh, there was something uh, not about her. I was, uh, why, why, why do do I have to think that she will always fuck up a scene? Yeah, if I, I if you... I think this, she will do. And at some point, le- uh, next, uh, last month, she made a beautiful scene. Beautiful. Yes, at the end of this scene, she did something that completely destroyed the scene. And I, I just thought about this and I say, why she did this? Why she, f- she fucked up the scene? And I, and I thought maybe because she, um, uh, she, uh, 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 I, I don't know the term in English. Uh, um, she's uh, abituare, abituata. Uh, she's she's not. She has not the the habit to do beautiful things. Got it. Got it. Habitual. Yeah. Habitual. Habitual to do uh, beautiful things. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was a little bit scared of this beautiful thing she did, and I said, "Oh, this is not mine. I have to. I have to ruin this because uh, because my life obliged me to do this." And when I realized this, I tried to create a path for her to 
allow her to do beautiful things and not to feel obliged to destroy these beautiful things. And now I, I'm, I'm a bit proud of this because she, uh, first she is uh, more smiling than the, the beginning of the, the year and, and now she's doing great. She's doing great. She's doing so emotional characters. It was like, uh, uh, what's the, 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 the children of the, the hands, the small, uh, the hands? Hands, Hans. Pew, 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 pew. The hands. Hans, the pet, the, the children of the chicken. Oh, 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 chicks. Uh, chicks. Yeah. It was like a, a, a shy chicks. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> And now she almost an eagle. Right. Oh, that's gorgeous. Because she, she's allowing herself to do uh, beautiful things. I think this is an example of slavery. You think that her holding on to the habitual, exactly. the, the habit. I think all of her life was about uh, something that uh, had to go wrong, had to. She felt that it. She felt like uh, she felt. Uh, no matter what I do, it's yeah. gonna fuck up. Exactly. She was like a slave of this. The habit was. Um, the habit was. You know what? We can't have nice things. Exactly. That's what she says. She goes, you know what? We can't have nice things. You know? And that, right? That, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And what you showed her was, um, and this is what I mean by you can't, when we take somebody somewhere that, that we've exposed them to something that they didn't know they can do, a really important part of that is to say, you just went somewhere that you've never gone before. And I want you to know that that place is always there. That beautiful place is always there. Yeah. That that place that you went to. Now, how did you get there? And that's really a big question. The question is, how do you get there? And I don't mean plot-wise. Uh, I don't mean story-wise. How did you get there? But what did you have to do in order for you to get there? In order for you to be able to open yourself, lose your judgment, exactly. lose your history, lose yourself, lose yourself, lose yourself, because you gotta lose yourself. Let go of yourself and uh, let go of your ego, let go of your personality, let go of your history, let go of your doubt, let go of all those things. And if you want to go, that's a really hard thing to do, I'm going to say, if you say so, but if you say, that's a new toy that I get to play with, mm -hmm. I get to play with the new toy of when I say lose your ego and I'm going to tell you what to do, what to take the place of that or lose your personality, what you get to do is this you get to not be responsible for anything other than your honest reaction in exactly. that moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and, I, I, and again, when, when we... I used, I used a phrase... I have a friend. Um, my friend's Chris, her name's Chris Cahill. And Chris is a... Um, Chris is a clairvoyant. Okay. Right? Um... And it's not that she can necessarily tell the future, <laughs> but what she can do is, oh, look at that. Um, what she can do is, uh, sorry, um, that was Laura. Hi, Laura. <laughs> Hi. You'll hear this later. Um, what we can, what we can, what she can do is she can connect. She can connect with the feeling that you're having right now and to be able to, to get into what you're feeling at that moment exactly what it is and to say, these things are blocking you. And what we're doing 
when we sit back in a class and we watch somebody bear their, bear their soul or whatever it's going to be and we watch them make it, fuck it up, we get to go, stop. Why did you make that choice? Let's talk about why you made that choice. And, and if they made the choice because <clears throat> they don't deserve nice things, or if they made the choice because they, and this, this is a major thing too, this could mm-hmm. be with this woman, is she doesn't know how to be vulnerable. And that's the whole thing. And she can't live in that vulnerability. She can't live in that moment. I had a student yesterday in class here, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with the satellite place where I was, mm-hmm. and he was joking and blah, 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 and I don't have patience for that joking, and I, st- I stood him in front of somebody no, I stood him in front of me and I had him put a coin in his hand and I said, don't let me have that coin. And it was like, I said, uh, 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 Carlo, give me the coin. And he goes, no, give me the coin. 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 No. And we're building up this pressure and he snapped and he started crying. And the moment that he starts crying, I need to stop him in that moment and say, how does that feel? How does that feel? How does that feel? How does that feel? And I had, to, I had to push him to be honest with me. No, I had to push him to be honest with him. Hmm. I had to push him to be honest with him. But that's, I feel that's what we do. I need a moment to to meditate about this, <laughs> but I can listen the podcast. <laughs> okay, right, 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 right. right but I, that's what we do, and I bet that 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 with that woman that wasn't the first time that you've had that experience, because again, I don't believe that we're improv teachers. I don't, you don't believe what? I don't believe we're improv teachers. Mm-hmm. I believe that we're. There, there are there are those there are those of us who who aren't improv teachers. What we're doing is we're saying, "Are you aware that you're alive? <laughs> are you aware that we're in this moment together right now, right here? Are you aware of that? Because we work so hard on the results, mm. and I want I want to live in the process. You know, totally, yeah." I'm I'm still learning because uh, I realized that on Monday uh, I just came back from from France to um, a weekend of workshops and I was uh, I was a bit sick and I'm tired but I don't want to apologize myself because of the things I am I'm going to to say right now uh, so nevertheless uh, there was a scene and a girl uh, came. Uh, into the scene and make, made a, a choice and I stopped the scene because I thought that she had something in her mind and and uh, she, she had a plan yeah mm-hmm. but I stopped the scene so quickly and she told me uh, I didn't have this in my mind I was I was just trying to explore the scene uh, and I realized Fabio but let the things happen let the things happen Fabio 
don't don't try to uh, to be perfect and don't try to um, so allow your students to to fail maybe it's not a failure how can you judge since the three uh, the, the first three seconds of the scene <laughs> Fabio come on <laughs> um, you would absolutely. Was, oh my God, that was so so rude. I don't know if you've ever seen me me teach, but I those three seconds, I will stop the scene right there. <laughs> I will stop the scene right there, and I'll go wait, wait, because I in that moment I watched her be unsure of herself. Something happened, and I want to stop right there and say, what happened? What happened? Because if you are if you're if you're uncertain at that first mm. at the first moment. Mm -hmm. I will if if your committed emotion is that you're uncertain mm. and you're committed to that mm. and it's not an ego question or doubt I will give that to you but if I see her go one two three four and, and I'm going what happened to five whatever five six seven eight what happened it's like nothing nothing um, you didn't let me it's like you didn't let me continue the scene it's like no I stopped the scene right there because something happened to you. Let's talk about what happened to you. What happened to you? Well, nothing happened to me. Well, something happened to you. You stopped. No, nothing happened to me. Well, why, why didn't you continue? Well, I was thinking, ah. <laughs> Cut. Cut. <laughs> but I, I, for me, I give my, I, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch a crappy scene, Fabio. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it later and, and say, you should have done that. And why didn't you do that? I'm heavy side coaching. And if you can't take it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I remember this. Yeah. But I, I, I was not clear about why and how I stopped there. And I was, mm -hmm. I, I was. I was insecure of uh, that choice, so it was it was a mess. And I say, okay, okay, let's play, just play, okay. <laughs> it was a um, it was a moment of uh, of uh, learning for me. Got it. it. Like, when you have those learning moments, do you do you feel, that... feel uncomfortable? Uh, well, sometimes. no, of course you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but do you do you make that a public moment? Because for me, a big thing say this: if a student goes, if a student says something to me, and I said, and I think, oh my god, they're absolutely right. I get to do this. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And in that moment, I was impatient with you, mm -hmm. and I was rude to you, and I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry for that. My intention was not to be impatient and not to be rude. And what you just did was you showed me something, and I need for you to tell me that. I need for that student to tell me that. But as a teacher. I need to tell her and the class that I had a lesson. You just gave me a lesson. I'm not saying you have to. I know. I I was not not clear as 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 you as you. Well, right we now. learn that though, right? Uh, but <clears throat> I I thought. I think that uh, I was kind of clear with my attitude, mm -hmm. but not with my words. And sometimes we need to uh, also to tell something, not just to, you know, show don't tell. Yes. But sometimes we need to tell. Uh, I have my opinion about why we tell. For me, I feel like we have to tell so that we can hear what we're saying. Mm. When I say something, if I just show, mm. 
I don't, I'm not voicing it. When I voice it, it becomes permanent. When I voice it, it becomes real. And I'm also able to voice it in a way where I pick my words to match what I'm emotionally feeling. Does that make sense? I confess I was, <laughs> I was lost with you. Okay, great, great. So what I'll say is, I, you say show, don't tell, right? So I say, I, I want to say it, mm-hmm. I want to tell it, so that I can hear myself say it, so that I can learn what it is that I feel yeah. by listening to what I'm saying. And, and then to ask myself, is that true? What mm-hmm. I just said, I think that's true. Yeah, I <laughs> I remember uh, when I was in Chicago and uh, I was uh, for the summer intensive. And Which one? I, uh, I/O summer intensive, uh-huh. and um, I was a I was a student because I I needed to go to the other side to feel the the feelings of a, of a student um, to empathize. Yes. And I had the opportunity to know a lot of great teachers, or you know, teachers, <laughs> right? In the in the way you just you just uh, said, and I met um, Jason Schatz. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, maybe the the best uh, week <laughs> in my five weeks there. Uh, and I remember that sometimes he was shouting, "Say it! Say it! Say it!" Say it! <laughs> I like that guy. I was like obsessed by this, but they say, oh my God, it's a, it's a way of freedom. Yeah, say it, say it. That's, wow. that's my note, that's my note, that's my note. That's exactly say my note. Because I don't tell people, what do you think you need to say? This is my note, say it. Or tell him, tell him. Yeah. Because if you're feeling it, tell him. Because you're feeling something, you're always feeling something. And if you're feeling something, say it. If you hold on to it, you, yeah. if you don't, and it goes back to say it. If you say it, it becomes real. And if you say it and there's a, a part of that that you don't believe, great. Then I'm going to be there and go, do you believe that? I'm going to call you on that. But I'm going to call you on that in a way where I want you to learn how honest you can truly be. And it's not to be feared. I love that. That's the point. Um, I think in the in the European theater we are um, a little little less. Uh, uh, it's, it's a it's a it's a less talking theater. I think. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we need to practice this because practice what you practice the to, say it. to tell say it because there's a moment where I. Even if we are uh, expressive with our bodies, eyes, I don't know. I don't want to make a classmate. I don't want to. But I, I just say that uh, it's uh, our roots to talk also with the bodies and to and to be clear with the body. But the body is a part. Body is just body is just a, you know um, uh, a moment of this sphere of us in the scene. And sometimes we need to to talk and to say why, and I um, go into the point. Um, because sometimes so, we use uh, body to hide 
the feelings. Okay. Sometimes we we, we do this with uh, the ex uh, facial expressions. Sometimes it's not expressive, but sometimes our body, our talking body, is hiding the feelings. That's why it's important to sometimes to say say it. But isn't it? But if I'm looking at you at the at your body while we're in a scene, and I'm thinking you're lying, your body is not telling the truth. That's a way for me to, to, to connect with you on a different level. That's a, way, that's a way for me to connect with you. I'm all about the body. I'm, I'm about the, that this body, and I'm pointing to my body, this body is an emotional delivery system. Exactly. You, right? Yes. And this body also is the first line of dialogue. However way I'm sitting, that's the shape is my first line of dialogue. And... If I'm honest with myself about how you're sitting and what that emotionally means to me in your shape, I, we're off and running. There's no such thing as an empty canvas in what we're doing if we're paying attention to the body. Because the scene's already begun before we started watching it. Mm -hmm. um, you say that talking sometimes is more important for me than for my partner. You say <clears throat> to clarify to myself. What I'm feeling, right? Um, I'm saying this? that I, I'm, I say that I say that too, but I also want. I always, you know, we I talk about being the Santa of Now Town. The idea of always giving gifts every moment to your partner, knowing that your partner is giving moments, giving you moments. And uh, I lately I've been keeping people very uh, very simple sentences mm -hmm. because we fucking talk too much we being we talk this is what I'm afraid of story mm. getting into story talking about shit that doesn't matter losing our point of view not being honest with each other missing cues of when right you just looked up in the air missing cues at that moment we're in a scene and I see you looking up in the air and I'm thinking what what, what you're judging me you, you know what I mean like calling you at that moment and everything matters everything that you have matters in that moment And in America, well, here too, the, some of the classes I've had, a, you know, everybody's like, well, what's going to happen then? It's like, I don't know what's going to happen then. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, the, the audience really wants to know what the story is. It's like the fucking audience doesn't give a shit what this, who you are. They want to see you interested, right? Yeah. Ah, fantastic. Ah. And I'm, I stop people. I just stop people. And it's tough here because... I love I love stopping people and when they're telling stories and and uh, <laughs> and, I'll, and someone will go yeah but you know what um, yesterday you didn't tell me that you know in that scene they'll go yesterday you didn't tell me that I'll stop the scene and go right so yesterday you and I were going down to the running of the bulls in Pamplona and I know that you're an astronaut I know that today's your birthday and you've got a hemorrhoid that needs to be removed and we've got to go to the dentist which is really hard to do here when you have somebody translating it. Uh, so one of my major bits is gone. <laughs> uh, that's one of your major bits? That's one of my major bits. <laughs> major teaching bits. <laughs> you must have major teaching bits. Uh, Things that you know that you're going to say that's going, that's going to give the, 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 that's going to cause the class to laugh. Oh, oh. I always um, ask for 
for someone in my class, like a, like an assistant, yes, oh, okay. uh, to to write down all the things uh, uh, I'm saying during the class. Because sometimes I realize, hey, I said so <laughs> I said something interesting. <laughs> How can I take note? I say, oh, fuck the note. I, let, let's keep on. Let's keep on playing. I say, oh. Sometimes it could be interesting to, to write down, but I, I don't have an assistant. <laughs> um, but but one of the great things that one of the great things is this also to know, uh, and and this isn't just in teaching; it's also in being alive uh, and and being on stage too. Is you are the students are going to say something quite wonderful, hmm. and when they say something wonderful, I need for them to know that they said something wonderful. I need for them to know that that line that they just said is a beautiful line. I'm going to stop the scene in that moment. I'm going to go, wasn't that glorious? Wasn't that a beautiful thing? So that the students know they're capable of being as, um, as creative as, um, as Shakespeare. They're, they're capable of putting four or five words together that no one has ever said before in that order. And, and suddenly it shocks people. And every day somebody says something that has never been said before that could be the dumbest line in the world, but it's like, oh my God, I want my student to know that they just said something great. And another, th one for one reason, if they don't praise them, who's going to praise them? Mm. I'll praise them, totally. but they have to praise them. They are their best teachers. Mm. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. When there's something beautiful, I, I, I say uh, something like, yes, like, yes, yes. Oh, okay, S thank you. I say, thank you was awesome. Uh, thank you. Mm -hmm. How? Uh, what do I say? I, I don't remember. No, no, no. I'm not asking you to say it. I'm ah, just saying okay. that if you do say it for me, I, I want to stop yeah, somebody. To I want to stop, but also to praise them so that again, those things about the you know hubris and the seven deadly sins, mm. and to go, your your you know your ego is going to get too big if you stop for a moment and go, I did something great. I did something great. That's that woman that you had in class. Mm. She needed the praise, and she didn't just need the praise to come from you. She needed the praise to come from her. She needed to accept the praise. She needed to voice the fact that she accepted the praise so that she could remember that she said something that was beautiful. And she also said to herself that that was beautiful. I, um, Tuesday, she played a scene. Uh, at the end of that, I, I was moved. And I just, I, I just, said, I just said that, uh, thank you. I, I, I was almost crying. Because it was so authentic. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. I think is is it a, is it a, a kind of praise? This? What do you mean? This when, when you say praise? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I say she she, she I I want to praise her. Hmm. Of course, I'm going to praise her, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to praise her. So it's like oh, so anybody thinks that. David's always shouting, which probably people do think, and that's fine. Um, but I also wanted to know, and that again, she she gets to be her her favorite teacher. Oh. 
She wow. gets to be her favorite teacher. She gets to be the one that said that said that that says that steps away from having watched an improv show and says or having been in an improv show mm -hmm. and said I wasn't on stage for as long as everybody else was, but when I walked on it and I said that line, I was clear, mm. I was honest, I was in service, and I was proud of myself. How can you um, try to let people be the teacher of themselves? Um, at the end of class, I have them say what they got out of class today, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I make them listen to it. Mm. So we go in a circle like, what did you get out of class today? What did you get out of class today? What did you learn out of, out of class today? And then they, they vocalize it, and, and I said, what did you do that you enjoyed doing today? And they will say what they enjoyed doing uh -huh. today. And when they say what they enjoyed doing today, great, that's it. And if they find, if I find that they're saying what somebody else, what they enjoyed somebody else doing, that's great, but that's not the point. The point is this, what did you enjoy that you did? And it could just be very, something very simple. And for me, it's usually something very simple. Uh, but man, we gotta be better. We gotta be nicer to ourselves. Because that woman, you know, who's bringing, who's, who's a slave to whatever reason, and I'm not interested in what brought her to that. Yeah. I'm not interested in what, what was the shackles. All that I know is shackles, when you, un, when you unhandcuff somebody, it doesn't matter how long they were handcuffed. They're now free. Because <laughs> the now, they're now free. And we're in charge of that. I believe that we're in charge of that. You know, I know. Uh, I'm talking a lot. Um, uh, the uh, I always do. Um, no, please, you, you are, you are not talking a lot. You're supportive because. Well, and I was, I was. That's funny you should say that because I was thinking that we're gonna do, we're doing a show on Saturday, and um, I've worked with who did I work with? I've worked with you. Yeah. I've improvised with you. Agnese. Uh, uh, who else have I improvised with? Agnese. I just, just you, right? Ah. Of, uh, of all the people that are working on Saturday, doing the show on Saturday? Uh, I, you will play with people uh, you met on Monday? But met, but never played with before. Oh, right. no, never played. Right, never played with before. I've only played with you. And so I look at that and I think, oh, I get to play with people. I get to be supportive of people. I cannot wait to be supportive of people. I, that's fucking what I think. I think, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> Let's do that. I want to do that. And we're really lucky in that we get to go all over the fucking world and play with people. And they open themselves up to us. They do. Yeah. Um, I can't forget our show in, in Perth. Oh, in Perth and Australia. Yes. That was that, that one picture of the three of us, of you, uh, Glenn Hall, and I laughing at the end of that show going, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> And I look at that. There's certain pictures that I have of, of people laughing that I've taken or I've been in it. And I think that is unbridled joy. <laughs> and that show was that. It was. And uh, I don't really remember many scenes. I think there was a classroom scene. And it doesn't yeah. matter. But I don't remember that. All that I remember is the energy that yeah. was happening in that moment. 
yeah, always three on stage, always switching to a scene from another, always, woof, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's also the idea of the confidence that we have, the certainty that we have. We, we work together uh, right before uh, that show, do you remember? I, I, I have to confess it was one of my beautiful, most beautiful experience in, uh, in teaching when we, uh, Went to the when university? we co-teach. At the university or? In university. Right. We, we, we had like in that big room. co-teaching uh, because uh, Glenn asked us to suggest a, an, an exercise to me, then to you, to me, to you. We, we were like a tag team teaching. I know, I know. Uh, it was, it was uh, so um, organic and wow. It was really great. It was really, really great. And I remember that room and I remember watching going, oh, look at him go. And the way that he's connecting to people. And I remember you like getting excited at a move that somebody made, like just what you told me that you did. You do, you do that. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. And, and it's an honor. It's an honor. Uh, and who, what other... What other profession does that? Good question. How lucky? How lucky are we? How lucky? How lucky are we to what? To to share this because maybe not only the professions in, the, in this world can can live this kind of uh, uh, the, the pleasure of sharing, the pleasure of um, to yeah, you know. The pleasure of being appreciated. Yeah. Sort of like your dad going to that, that his customer. Mm. <laughs> and that customer appreciating your dad. Yeah. And I wonder, and I bet your dad appreciated that he appreciated <laughs> your dad. Right? Yes. And to be able to do that and to live in, there's a phrase that, uh, there's a phrase that I use that was, um, uh, a spiritual leader in California, Michael Bernard Beckwith uses, and the phrase is, replace ambition mm -hmm. with gratefulness. Mm -hmm. And it's that feeling that your dad is visiting a client and he, certainly he wants to do business. Mm -hmm. And certainly he wants to, 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 to uh, make money for your mom yeah, and your sister and you. But there's also something grateful about that man coming out and and uh, and appreciating your father for who he is. And it wasn't like your dad's coming by to go, I gotta sell you more iron for the car business. Yes. It's like a guy coming by to go, how's it going? Yeah. How's your family? How's your always ask the uh, how's your children? And, and and he remembered actually the name of the children of every client was oh uh, is a how, how was your first day of school of your of your child what yeah. and <laughs> because he appreciated them he appreciated them good great let's stop there I appreciate oh, you God. oh thank you you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
How lucky are we to share this, the pleasure of sharing. Thank you, Fabio, for your warmth, your depth, and your love. That was a blast to do. We'll hear Fabio's Not My Finest Hour right after the announcements of my comings and goings. Ah, April 21st to the 23rd, I'll be in San Francisco for another premium workshop with the fantastic Rachel Hamilton. April 28th to the 30th, I'll be back in Bozeman, Montana to work with Verge Theater. May 2nd through the 9th, I'll be back in NoCal, this time for an improv retreat, again with Rachel Hamilton in Port Reyes Station, California. June 9th through the 11th, I'll be back in Seattle. That one's sold out, by the way. And as always, I acting my online acting classes. If you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there. It's true. All workshop information at davidrozowski.com. ADD.com. Comedy with Dave Rizowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Send questions and comments to Dave at addcomedy.com. Here's Fabio Maccioni's Not My Finest Hour. And now, Fabio Maccioni's Not My Finest Hour. So I was uh, 15 and I was uh, in vacation with my family in Sicily. Uh, the the day the day I don't know 16 for example we decided to uh, to go and visit uh, Reggio Calabria a city not far from the place we were we had to took the ferry ferry boat to go to Reggio Calabria and to visit uh, the famous uh, Bronzi di Riace was two um, two uh, heroes from Greece uh, found in the abyss, in the abyss. Oh, okay. The, so it was a sculpture. Yeah, two sculptures mm-hmm. of um, mar of copper, uh, uh, copper, copper mm-hmm. of copper. Okay, uh, that is bronzo in Italy, and oh, okay. the, the two guys are called the Bronzi di Riace. Riace is a, a place uh, in Calabria. Mm-hmm. This beautiful um, man, mus- super uh, muscle man, and was. Uh, and also to visit the city. The evening before, I went out with my friends in, uh, in, the, in the sea village where we, where we were, and we decided to do something brave. We, eat pizza, we ate pizza and we drank beer. Right, and you're, you're 15. I was 15, right. and I, I had already uh, ate with my family, mm-hmm. so that you, was the bravery. Is the eating eat a, sec, uh, a second dinner? A second dinner. So, hey guys, are we allowed to do this? And uh, they say, of course, no. That's why we have to do this. And so we ate a lot, uh, a, a, a huge slice of pizza, and we drank uh, a big uh, pint of beer at uh, before midnight because I was fifteen. I. I, I I, it was forbidden for me to come back home after midnight, so I went to sleep. It was a terrible night, and at 6 a.m. I went to the bathroom with a uh, stomachache, uh, a huge stomachache, and I I believed it was something to throw out from the the right hole. The yeah. diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. But an explosion of vomit while you're sitting on the toilet. Exactly. <laughs> and Fabio, is everything okay? Oh yes, ma. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to visit Reggio Calabria. Yeah. It was horrible. It was. So 
so sick, so sick. I, I made a shower. I tried to, yeah, to not to, uh, to hide this to my to my family. And I, I wear my, my best T-shirt. What the T-shirt T-shirt of Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the, in my yeah, and I remember that all the pictures uh, we that we took in Reggio Calabria. It's me. I was 15, so but, but I, I I I was already like one meter and 80 centimeters, like six six uh, uh, feet and 10 inches, right? Uh, almost. Right. So this huge guy with a Marilyn Monroe T-shirt, always like um, holding your stomach, holding your stomach in all the picture with Bronzi de Riace, Reggio Calabria, hold, holding my stomach and trying. To put a fake smile in every picture, like this. <laughs> did your folks? Did your mom say anything? Uh, um, uh, after uh, we came back to Sicily, mm. after and I, I, I had to confess, <laughs> and my family laughed laughed a lot about this because uh, my family, uh, my parents were always good with me. It, it was me. I thought that my parents were evil with me, with, with, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's not the reality. They, yeah. were, they were kind with me. I, I was scared, but only because I was a teenager. And you threw up. The whole yeah. thing was... In the, in the <laughs> lavabo? Yeah, oh yeah, in the, in the, in the basin, in the, the way you wash your hands. Exactly. Oh no, that's even worse. <laughs> Oh, that's not, great. not my funniest hour. 